Good morning, everyone. It is great uh, to be here back uh, in Carrick Baptist, uh, back in my, my own church. My iPad's messing about. It's great to see um, some, some old faces, some even older faces uh, than, than the last time. Not right, Dennis, wherever you are. Um, thank you for the warm welcome, Peter. As Peter has already said, my name is David, David Dixon. If you don't already know me, I'm married to Pamela, and we are both members here in uh, Carrick Baptist Church. We've lost the, the, the PowerPoint, if that could be. Thanks, Joel. Cheers. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> there's the family, uh, Rebecca, James, uh, and Hannah. Uh, my two favorites as well, um, Daisy uh, and Java. We were delighted this year to hear uh, of the engagement of Hannah to, to PT, so maybe PT, if you continue to behave yourself, we can add you uh, to this picture uh, in the future, but you're not in the circle of trust just yet. <laughs> we serve with, with Baptist Missions in North Belfast on the, on the Shankill Road, and, and the focus of our our work is, is this, this church plant, Shankill Community Fellowship, and if you're on the road, you'll find it just opposite uh, the, the leisure centre. Just want to take a moment also to thank you, to thank all of you for, for your prayer and for your support during the, the, the last year. For those who sent Christmas cards, that was very much uh, appreciated. Can I say thank you to the missionary committee as well? And uh, at times, your encouragement has came uh, just at the, the right time. Uh, Carrick Baptist has always been very much part of what has been done in Shankill Community Fellowship. And of course, Derek Baxter was very much involved um, in the the, the beginning, you messing about down there, Joel, are you? Um, Derek was very much uh, involved uh, with, with the, the plant right uh, at the beginning, but there are others as well. So I would ask you this morning to continue to pray for John Gurley. John is a member here. Um, he married Sarah, who's a member of Windsor Baptist, and they're both there uh, this morning uh, as well. So remember to pray for John and Sarah Gurley. For Yule uh, McChesney and for Dermo, who, who look after the accounts as well, which, which I couldn't do. That definitely wouldn't be there uh, if it wasn't uh, for Yule. I would have spent all the money on, on silly stuff, I, I think. So thank you guys uh, for that and for your continued uh, support. This morning, I just want to update you on, on the work at SCF. What has happened since 2020? We had great plans. We thought we had great plans from that period of time, March 2020 on. We, we thought about how we would do things, how we would do outreach, how we would strengthen the, this little uh, church plant in, in Malvern Street. But God had very different plans uh, indeed. I hope this morning to c communicate how, how that panned out uh, this morning and just to, to share with you how God's plans are always, always better than our plans. The slide uh, that I've, I've just put up summarizes in, in short, three short phrases what uh, that, that looked like for us uh, in Shankill over the last two years. There were new plans, 
There were new places and there were new people. We're going to look at Acts 16, 6 to 15 uh, this morning, and if I could summarize that in three phrases uh, as well, if I could summarize Paul and Silas's experience as we read it, we'll see that there were new plans, new places, and new people. Let's turn in our Bibles and, and we'll read that passage together. Acts 16, 6 to 15. And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to Samothrace and followed the following day to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city some days, and on the Sabbath we went outside the gate to the riverside where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. And after she was baptized and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. Let's just pray for a second before we look a little bit deeper. So, Heavenly Father, we just ask for your blessing now as our Bibles are open and our hearts are open. We pray that it is your words that we will hear this morning. We pray that it is your Holy Spirit who speaks to us and challenges us this morning. And we pray that it is you who will be glorified, Lord Jesus. Amen. be really helpful, by the way, if we just keep our Bibles open so as we can refer to the, to the verses. Back in March... Uh, 2020, as I've already said, we had, we had plans made. And back then, we had a big year planned. I was really looking forward to 2020. The, the Logos ship were to dock in Belfast that year, and they were going to work out of the Shankill Community uh, Fellowship building as their base. We had managed to gather quite a few children for the, for the first time uh, to take away to CEF camp in Donegal. And as far as ministry goes, we, we thought that we had great plans in place. But you know that, that God had very different plans instead. And COVID dropped a, a massive spanner into the workings of those plans. And COVID restrictions left us temporarily with, with, with no plans with no place to meet and no people 
to, to meet with. And we're wondering, as the, the Baptist missions team, well, well, what now? Just what do you do now? Our church plant is modest at, at best. It's fragile. And in our minds, on a human level, what had happened could have just destroyed the work or at least set it back for many, many years. I'm reading a book about church planting at the minute, and in it there, there's lots of great ideas. There's, there's lots of good stuff in there. But absolutely nowhere in that book does it say that a global pandemic is a really helpful way of moving a really weak church forward. Sometimes, and we see it here in verses 6 and 7 and 8, that sometimes to initiate his plans, that the Lord drops a massive spanner in the workings of our plans. If you have a look there at verse 6, Paul's plan was to go to Asia Minor, but God said no. Maybe your plans aren't working out uh, today. You, you wanted something really badly, but God said no. And young people, maybe you didn't get the exam results that you, you wanted. Maybe you didn't get the, the promotion that you had hoped for. Could it be that illness or old age is restricting you now? It didn't before, but it is now. Your, your ministry here isn't going the way that you wanted it to, or perhaps it's a, a relationship that isn't working out. Think of Proverbs 16, verse 9. In his heart, a man or woman plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Christian, whatever it is that has derailed your plans for the future, here in Acts 16 is a much-needed reminder that, that God has better plans. Sometimes in our disruption, we find God's direction. Sometimes in our disruption, we find God's direction. Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than yours. Of course, with new plans come new places. If you have a look then, um, in fact, maybe just read together verses 9 uh, to 13. And the vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had, had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So setting sail for Troas, we made a direct voyage to Samothrace and the following day to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is the leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days and on the Sabbath we went outside the gate to the riverside where we supposed there was a place of prayer. 
and we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. Through uh, non-specific disruption, uh, Paul is redirected. He's redirected. You see it there in verse 9, where there's that call from the Lord, come over and help us. Come over here and help us. Paul has to move from being a formulator of his own plans to being a, a follower now of God's plans. Perhaps in verse 13, we see a less confident Paul now. At some level, I think that we are all control freaks, some more than others, but we're all at different levels on that spectrum. And we like things our way. That's the reality. We want it exactly the way we want it. And when the Lord drops that spanner into our plans and that control is taken away, we do not like it one little bit. We like to do it like Frank Sinatra. We like to do it our way. But after illness or unemployment or broken relationships at home or even in in the church, after a global pandemic, sometimes God uses those circumstances to humble us. He removes us. He moves us from being formulators of our own plans to being followers of his plans, humbled. And the COVID months have changed us at Shankill Community Fellowship, and we have had to discover new places new places. If you have a look at the, the, the slide uh, that, that's up there, you'd see some of our new places, the places that we had to go to to continue the, the work of the gospel. See teachers, sorry, you'll see teenagers being taught uh, outside uh, in the side of our building under uh, a gazebo. You will see Wednesday walks to the big fish at, at Lagonside. And then my, my very favourite, and this is a recent one, you'll see the, the hammer football pitch. If anybody knows me well, you will know that the last place you will find me is on a football pitch. I can barely tell the difference between a football and a, a rugby ball. So it was a very big surprise to me when I I took a phone call recently from some sports chaplaincy people asking would I consider taking on the chaplaincy of one of the football teams that that plays here. And I I thought, first of all, I thought somebody was having a laugh, okay? Um, I said, "Are, are you serious? I don't know anything. I don't know anything about football. I don't understand the offside rule. And my, my point was, I won't be able to talk to the, to the lads about the game. I'll not be able to speak to them. I thought that was me getting out of it. But he was back too quickly, and he said, no. He said, that's good. All we need is somebody who can speak to them about Jesus. He challenged me. He challenged me. 
And sometimes, to our surprise, God directs us and redirects us to new places. We see here in verse 13, if you have a look back down at your Bible again, that Paul's now looking through a newly opened door to see what's on the other side. He's quite sheepish there, but he's searching now. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside where we supposed there was a place of prayer. Paul wanted to go to Asia, but through circumstances, the Lord leads Paul to Macedonia. You see it there in verse 7. The Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. The Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. God firmly closed that door. And for us, just ordinary people, as we go about our, our lives, sometimes that closing of the door can be painful. It can be uncomfortable for a while. But we have to be asking, what is it that you want me to do now, Lord? If you think about the book of Philippians that Paul wrote, there is that theme of joy. And Paul's joy was based in not complaining, not, not asking, why am I here? Why am I here in, in this place? Why am I uh, with these people? Why am I in this job? Why am I with this family? That, that wasn't how Paul, that wasn't the question Paul ever asked. Instead, he was asking, what is it that you want me to do while I'm here? And there is the secret of his joy. And sometimes with us, God uses the very ordinary. He uses the very painful. He uses the, the unwelcome and the uncomfortable circumstances of life. He uses our disappointments to direct us to where he wants us to be. You wanted an A star, but you got a D. You wanted to travel, but you got stuck at home. You hoped for good news from the doctor, but you got bad news. And it has altered your direction and the places that you go to now. By the disruption to his plans, God directed Paul to a riverside in Macedonia. Interesting then here uh, what, what Paul finds in, in this new place in verse 13. Because here's a, a group of, of ladies who were worshipping. They were worshipping God. They were, they were even praying, but in a general way. But there was something missing. Almost every day at Shankill, we meet people who believe in God in a general way, but there is something missing. And we ha have learned that it's really rare to, to meet a confirmed atheist. I think it has happened to me once. 
Mostly the people that, that, that I meet have some vague understanding of God. They believe that everyone goes to heaven to be with God. When they die, there are some who live for God. And Ulster, there are people who try to communicate with the, the spirit world through a, a medium. There are even people who pray, but there is something missing. These good-intentioned ladies by the, the riverside at Philippi, they, they didn't need a building to know God. Of course, they didn't, but they did need to hear the gospel. And so the penny drops for Paul. You can see it there in verse 10. There was a reason for the reroute. See that in verse 10? God had called us to preach the gospel to them. These ladies needed to hear the gospel. Perhaps there is a reason for, for your reroute. Perhaps this week the Lord will change your plans. He'll change your place because there is someone who needs you to bring God's grace into their lives. Someone who needs you to bring the gospel to them. During the lockdown at Shankill, we temporarily lost our place of, of worship. We lost the place where we outreached and we did the drop-in and the one-way club and all of that good stuff. But what did we learn? Well, we learned that we can do without a building when pushed. It's not ideal. We can do without a building when pushed, but we can't do without the gospel. God doesn't need our polished plans to progress. He doesn't need a building to build his kingdom. But he does require that we are obedient, that believers are obedient in sharing that gospel. And these ladies, and Lydia specifically, they, they knew about God in a general way. They were praying. But they needed to know God in a very specific way gospel way. And so the Lord engineers the circumstances that bring Paul to them with the message. Folks, in our efforts to outreach into our communities, whether that's Carrick or Shankill, may we never weaken or water down our gospel message. It's so easy to get sidetracked with the, the stuff of church or, or with uh, a building. It's easy even to get sidetracked with the social issues that, that press in. I mean, nothing ever sidetrack us from our primary mission, which is to bring the good news of the gospel into a dark world. It is foolishness to the world, but it is the power of God unto salvation. And what is the essence of, the, of that message that Paul shared at the riverside? Well, it was this. We were created for God's glory. But we have all sinned and fallen short of that glory, and therefore we deserve eternal punishment. But because of God, in his great mercy, he sent Jesus to die on a cross and to take our place. And the really good news is that for those who, who accept that and accept Jesus, they are saved. That's the gospel. First Peter 3.18, Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring us to God, 
It's the gospel. What did the months of restriction teach us at Shankill Community Fellowship? Well, in our outreach to our neighbours, we can do without a lot. But we can achieve nothing of eternal worth without the gospel. So there are new plans that bring new places, but with new places, then obviously there are new people. When God disrupts our plans, when he sends us to new places, there'll be new people. And people are are time-consuming. People are messy. They ruin our plans. But people are important to God. I put on the screen here some of the the new people that, that God brought to us during the, the, those COVID months, people that I didn't expect to see, people that surprised me. We have Matthew from the, the Irish Baptist College. We ha- have Sam who joined us on the Baptist missions team. We have, who have Alec who came uh, to know the Lord. We have Stephanie and Andrew who joined us after watching our online services. And, and, and we have a team from uh, Exodus, who, who were supposed, who, who make my point really clear today, they were supposed to be in Europe over the summer. They were supposed to be sunning themselves in somewhere uh, like Spain. But much to their surprise, they, they were told, you're going to the Shankill Road. I love the story of one of the, the guys who, who, when he left us, back to his Presbyterian church, the, the minister phoned me and said, this guy wants to be baptized by immersion. What, what do I do with that? Um, so I was only too pleased to, to lend him our, our baptismal tank, and he was baptized in his Presbyterian church. And when we seen him after that, he says, you know, when you're baptized in our tank, that means you're always uh, an associate member of, of Shankill Community Fellowship. I claimed that on my, my ministry report. We'll take it. But Paul was, was redirected to a person, to a person, a local businesswoman called Lydia. If you and I were arranging the plans, if you and I were arranging the schedule, I think I would have sent Paul to, to Rome first, to, to go to where the movers and the, the shakers and the influencers would be, would, would be. But Lydia's soul was eternally important to God. And God had a bigger plan that they couldn't see for, for Lydia. You know, being productive is our bottom line. We want to get stuff done. But God's bottom line is people. Messy, annoying, time-consuming people are the building blocks of a church. Quite recently, I sat down with Sam. We had work to do. Our diaries were open. We opened our laptops. And just as we were about to start work, I heard there was a knock at the door. And and I'm thinking, oh, here we go. The disruption again to to what I am am planning. But what, what it turned out to be was people. People who brought massive encouragement to us that day, who, who prayed for us. Who is God redirecting to you tomorrow? Paul's plans were, were thwarted. Paul's place was changed.
changed. And Paul and Silas simply sit down with these new people and they explain the the gospel right there by the riverbank at Philippi. The Holy Spirit has already prepared their hearts. They accept the gospel and they are saved. And the word, God's word, his gospel and the spirit are a powerful combination. We are humbled and and accepting of God's direction when when the Spirit is is working and when we, in obedience, use the words that we've already been given. And whether that's communicated by a riverbank like like Paul and Silas or by a Facebook live stream as we have had uh, to do, sitting in the canteen at work tomorrow or your, your living room over a cup of tea with your neighbor or even for me on a football pitch in, in Lower Shankill Estate, Jesus saves. Jesus still saves. Believer, God may change your plans. He may be leading you to places that you didn't expect to be. But perhaps there is a person, one person. Perhaps there are people who are waiting to hear the good news of the gospel from you. Paul's plans were disrupted. The place where he ministered was changed. The people were new to him, but God worked anyway. And the first church in Europe was planted because of Paul's disruption. What a challenge to us as we live our our ordinary everyday lives. And as we try to find the place where God wants us to be, and perhaps our, our plans will be disrupted, but we can run then with God's plan. And you never know, we can maybe even enjoy the new places that he takes us to. We can get to know the new people that God brings to us. I want you to be encouraged today, brothers and sisters in Carrick Baptist. May we trust God as he leads us. If we are his, there is always a reason for our redirection. Words of Corrie Tembum, not till the loom is silent and the shuttle ceases to fly. When God unrolls the canvas, will he reveal the reason why? And tomorrow there will be people that God wants us to be with. There will be places where he wants us to be. Someone once said that there are no such thing as coincidences, but there are only God incidences. May we take them and run with them. Will we share the words that God has already given us to share? It might not make sense to the world, but what happens when we share the gospel? Then he gets the glory and not us. He gets the glory and not us. My thoughts today have been very much drawn from our, our own experience since, since March 2020 in Shanko. And using something as unlikely as a global pandemic, as the, the restrictions and the disruption of COVID, he has redirected our plans. He has brought us to new places and he has saved people. So to him be the glory. Thank you uh, for listening today. I'm just going to hand back now to, to Johnny. Thank you, Johnny.